you have to, like we said, work less and leverage everything about your business so that you create a self-managing business. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours, strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have my amazing guest, Fabian, Fabian, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. I am a business coach to mostly women, 21 years in business, and I get them to a million a year in their own business with 14 to 16 weeks of unplugged vacations per year. Nice. That sounds fantastic (laughs) to anybody, I would assume. So... (laughs) How did you get into that specifically? Uh, 21 years ago, I left my corporate job to open up my own nutrition practice uh, out of my tiny apartment in Manhattan. And even though I came from advertising, marketing, and sales, I could not fill my practice Um, and had to create a client attraction system for myself so that I uh, I didn't have to go back to corporate. And what I found is that that made me a lot happier than teaching people about brown rice and (laughs) and um, and making tofu (laughs) taste good. Uh, And eventually I realized that um, while I filled my practice in eight months, there are uh, literally millions and millions of women around the world who want to make their own money and lots of it. They just don't know how. And what I've realized in all these years is when you follow a certain set of recipes, business recipes, mindset recipes, you can find uh, financial security. Uh, You can have a voice and a choice and uh, really have great impact in people's lives. So I've created a process that gets women to 10K a month consistently. And when they are there at six figures, which is makes you in the top 5% of business owners in the world, uh, you need a different recipe to get you to 250, 500, 750, and a million a year um, with, with your life back. Nice. I love that. So at what point in somebody's business would they come looking for you? Are they already established? Are they going, hey, I just like that idea and I want to go talk to you and go, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because we are not here for everybody. Uh, We have a right fit member, a right fit client, and it's the person who's already making money in her business. Um, While we have taken people from zero, and I mean like zero clients, zero money to a million in four years, that's usually not the case. You need to know what you're doing have clarity. Uh, You need to have already had at least 10 clients, 10 paying clients. So most people come to us when they're around the 5,000 a month mark. It doesn't mean that somebody who's making 2,500 can't, but we have a process that gets you to 10K and that's usually perfect for somebody who's already at 5K a month. Our sweet spot is for the person who is at six figures. 
She's usually making, you know, around 100, 125, and yet she's working evenings and weekends. She is uh, having to say one more email and mommy will be right there way too often. Uh, she can't take a vacation without bringing her laptop. Um, and she's the person who says, I'm not sure if uh, all these hours and underpaying myself is actually worth it. That is the type of person that when we show her the process that's in the book that I've written called The Leveraged Business, when we show her how to implement the eight leverage activators, which I'm happy to go over today, she begins to uh, get control of her business. She uh, removes herself from the day-to-day -day operations that she hates. Uh, she steps into her unique brilliance, doing only the things that she loves. And that is what helps her um, use 20% of her time to create 80% of results. And that's how she gets to 20K, 50K, and eventually 100K a month while no, no longer working evenings and weekends. And that changes all aspects of her, lives for, of her life for the better. Nice. I love that. So do you work specifically with a certain industry or... Is it kind of anybody doing anything that can come to you or? We have everything from uh, coaches, consultants, uh, you know, authors and speakers to interior designers, Pilates instructors, you know, uh, everything you can imagine, um, travel professionals, the, the people who are, I'll say this, what, who we don't really work with is network marketing companies. And we do have some product businesses, but really this is especially good if you're in some sort of advice giving business, whether that advice is nutrition, it's HR consulting, it's um, interior design, whatever it is. I love that. So before we get into kind of what, what you do and how you do it, what are some of the mistakes that you see women making that keeps them kind of confined to the the plateau that they've hit? A couple, a, a few different things. And I, I think it's really important for us to talk about it. So I appreciate you asking the question. The first thing is that when a woman gets to, I mean, really anyone, but we speak mostly to women, um, when she gets to uh, 10K a month or 100,000 a year, she thinks that what got her here will get her there. And that is absolutely not the case. In the beginning, you have more time than you have money. So you have to put a, a hand in everything, whack-a-mole approach to business, all hands on deck. You know, if I have to work at one o'clock in the morning, I'll do it. I'll say yes to every client, every opportunity. I'll even discount my stuff. You know, she'll be very flexible. When you get to 10K a month, you have, we don't have any more time. There's no more time and no more you to go around. So you actually to get to 20K, 50K, 100K a month, you actually have to do less. You have to work less. And this is a big mindset shift that's required. We talk about this in the book, that you actually cannot do things the way you were doing them before. It is impossible for you to scale the business the way you did it before. So that's kind of a pragmatic, practical way of doing things. The reason that many women never get past this is that they have, we women have 
often been bred to uh, be people pleasers in one way or another. We have been taught to put the needs of others before our own. We have been taught that it's not nice to say no, that it is our, 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 our value comes from saying yes and being accessible and available to all at whatever time. And that means that we say yes to all sorts of opportunities. Say We don't say no to clients, to team, to family, et cetera. And we cannot focus on the exponential growth of the business. If you want to grow to, even if you never want to get to a million, I never thought in the beginning that I ever would be. And I've been now at multiple seven figures a year for 14 years with three kids at home. But I never thought that that was possible. I thought if I could just cover and make the 65,000 a year that I made at my last corporate job, I would be set. Even if you are not interested in getting to even a half a million a year, what, what you're doing now is probably keeping you stuck in the day-to-day -day operations. And if you truly want a leveraged business where you increase your impact, your income, your downtime, you have to, like we said, work less and leverage everything about your business so that you create a self-managing business that can either run without you because a second in command can come in and run it. This is not how we think when we first get in business, right? We, we, we think that the person who starts the business is the person who should run it. And actually you're probably the wrong person to run your business. 95% of people are, okay? Um, and you need to basically do things differently in all areas of your business. And when you do, and it's no longer, you know, the Michelle show or the Fabienne show, but it's a process-driven business that, benefits from not you micromanaging and controlling everything, that's when it can scale and grow exponentially. That's what the whole book is about. Nice. I love that. And I think a lot of people are scared to bring on a team. You know, are they going to be as good as I am? Are they going to do it the right way? Am I going to have to deal with the aftermath of something going wrong when I don't know what went wrong or how to, you know, um, embrace that? But I think it's immensely important to understand that the reason we went into business was not to get overloaded to work evenings, weekends, not spend any time with our family and be stressed out all the time. And so, and to realize that a lot of people are in that boat where they do run a business that has people and clearly it's going okay. So there's some opportunity there as well. So give me an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Um, I, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a HR consultant, Michelle, uh, left corporate work. She's featured in the book. Uh, she uh, she was one of those people who came to me at a con business conference. She heard me speak in in upstate New York, and she said, "So uh, you're my last ditch effort. I am about to throw in the towel." I've been at this business. I, I escaped corporate. I built this business, but I'm working just as many hours as I did in corporate. And frankly, like this is not sustainable. I hate my job. I hate my business. And I said, just give me, just give me one year. Give me one year and let's begin leveraging every aspect of your business. And so what we did was 
I helped her get a team in place. Now, granted, in the beginning, you can't afford full-time staff. You can't afford a lot of staff. So it's about getting really judicious about who to put where in what order with what priorities and make sure you're getting the right people using assessments and processes where you're only getting world-class team, affordable world-class team members and delegating in a way that gets you the results you said you, you, you wanted. Um, most people don't know how to hire that way. They don't know how to delegate. Um, and this is why it's, uh, they've unfortunately, and I did this in the beginning too, hired wrong. And therefore we say to ourselves, I'm not a good manager. Um, you know what, it's just easier, faster and more affordable if I just did it myself, which doesn't help you transform the business. So we built a team for uh, Michelle. We had her begin to undergo a process of documenting everything. Now I know when entrepreneurs hear processes <laughs> documenting, they're like throwing up like, ah, I hate it. I'm not saying you are documented. The processes are being documented according to a very specific process that we teach in the Leverage Business Program, which is about every area of your business having processes, documentation, checklists. And let's say a 16 year old could come in if need be and just follow the process enough to have things run smoothly without you having to micromanage and help helicopter, um, you know, hover over them. And so we did that with her. And then we helped her leverage her business model in the sense that she didn't have to be the one going into all the corporations now. And it, it was, you know, no longer the Michelle is the star. She, we set up all these mini me's, if you will, in her business so that they could go and do the work for her. So uh, four years later, so for some people it's two years, for some people it's five years, four years for Michelle. She, uh, she has a million dollar a year business. She is traveling with her husband. She married later in life. So he's retired. So they go and travel all the time. Her mini me's are working everything. And she only does that, which she loves to do, which is to speak and write. And, uh, and she wrote me uh, a note just the other day saying, you know, I didn't believe you at first. I was going to give up on my business and thank God, I listened to your words that it was possible. Nice. I love that. So let's dive into the eight pillars and how you work with somebody to, to build a business. Okay. So it's not thinner thighs in 30 days. It doesn't happen in a weekend. It is a process that uh, it's a, a two-year process. Some people do it over one year, but most people do it over two years. And I prefer to say from the beginning that it takes work. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're not going to get to a <laughs> well, million by batting your eyelashes. I right? don't get to go and spend the rest of my life on the beach and you're just going to run my later for me. <laughs> in, in two to four years. You can do that. So the nice. way it works is in the in the program, um, we have you first start with leveraging your team and really just like what we mentioned a few minutes ago is figuring out who you need, who you can afford, how to get the right world class team of intrapreneurs. And what I mean by that is people that you hire that are working within your company, but they, they have, they are accountable. They are, they get even from the very first conversation that they are responsible for results. And not everybody 
wants to be that kind of person. Some people want to belong to something bigger than themselves. And some people want to clock in and clock out and do as little as possible. So we show you how to build that team that then takes everything off your plate that isn't your unique brilliance. And then you can go ahead and grow the business exponentially. So team first, then the systems, right? You come up with the shell of what needs to be in, in the process of documentation, but you don't do it. And there's a certain way that you get your team involved. And so they don't worry about um, the fact that you'll take this process and no longer need them, put all the things in place. And then now the team runs the systems. And now you start to extricate yourself from the day-to-day -day operations. You start getting your life back. With all this new time that you have, it takes us to the third step of the process, which is leverage your time. So it was leverage your team, leverage your systems, now leverage your time. And this is all about looking at where you are people-pleasing. Where are there not enough strong boundaries? What are you using your time on? And I'm not talking about boring time management because you can read every book you know, in the library and it won't make a dent. It's about really looking at doing less better. And instead of focusing on money generating activities, that's what you need to focus on to get to 10K a month. We actually need to work on exponential growth activities. What is it that's going to get me from let's say 10K a month to 50K a month within a period of six months. This happened to Sarah, one of our um, members who got to a million within 13 months. Highly unusual, but it was all about using her time differently and working on exponential growth activities. It's about, again, what got you here won't get you there. Once you have more time, we look at your business model. I don't know about you, Michelle, but when I first got into business, it was, you know, little Fabian Fredrickson on the phone, coaching, you know, 30 minutes a week, you know, all that. And I couldn't work with more than 30 clients at the same time. When you change your business model from one to one to one to many, when you look at a different way of delivering the same results or better results, to your clients using a different business model. And there are endless permutations of how you can deliver your work to your clients without it being depending on you. We set up that new business model, usually within six months to a year. We just have to remove a lot of the limiting beliefs around, they won't pay for that. They won't get results. They want me to hold their hand. Once we remove those beliefs and set up these new ways of you doing business, that's when you can have, let's say from 30 clients to 300 clients. People pay you maybe the same, maybe a little less, but you have a, a different way of doing it where it doesn't depend on you. You can have team, you can have associates, you can have SaaS, you can have um, licensing, all sorts of ways of doing it. And this leads us, so we're on leverage your business model. And then this is where leverage your marketing comes into place. You've changed your business model, but the old way of marketing isn't going to fill this, let's say, to 300 clients. Mm -hmm. We have to have, create omnipresent marketing. What does it mean? It means the appearance of being everywhere at all times with actually, without actually being everywhere at all times. Reduce, reuse, recycle, all, you know, all the things to create more visibility um, without you being afraid of being more visible. Again, lots of the mindset that's necessary.
Um, and then leverage your accountability, make sure that your team is, uh, is accountable to their weekly goals. Everybody's got a number, everybody's doing it. There are, um, what do you call that? Checks and balances, um, different formats of meetings so that you are not the only one slaying the dragon. The health of the business is not on your shoulders only, it's on everybody's shoulders and people are excited. There's kind of a gamification uh, part of it. And um, then it's about uh, your differentiation, uh, how to leverage your differentiation and not have any more competitors in the marketplace, how you can become an industry change agent, even though you never thought you would be. Um, there's a whole methodology on that. And finally, leverage your lifestyle, which is about uh, bringing, bringing a second in command to run your business for you, hand in hand with you, and that this is where you get your life back. This is where you can either spend more time with your family, move across the world the way I did, or, um, or build another uh, seven-figure business, depending on what you want to do. Those are the eight leverage activators. They're all spelled out in the Leverage to Business book and, um, and on boldheart.com. Nice. I love that. And we'll get into that again, get the website again, get all that fun stuff from you. But I think the... The pivotal point is going from that one-to-one to one-to-many. One to and most people that I've worked with have huge mindset issues around that. And it is one of the phases that, in my experience, people cannot do on their own. They can't read about it. They can't write on it. They can't do anything. If you don't have somebody else in the room with you that has a vision of what one-to-many looks like, that it's, it's just impossible to do. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, you're absolutely right, Michelle. Um, we can't give ourselves a really, really good haircut. Um, we, can't see our, we can't see our own blonde spots. And um, even when we know we have limiting beliefs, we have enough, um, we're comfortable with the devil we know. Right. And we need somebody on the outside. We need to be witnessed, even not just one-to-one. Well, I, I think it's great. And I started out as, as an individual business coach. I since uh, found the, the profound lasting change that is created when you are part of a community and you are witnessed by a community instead of just one person. And that being witnessed is what creates that lasting change whether it's for how you use your time or your business model. When all these fears come up of they won't pay for that, uh, who am I? What system uh, do I have? What am I going to teach them? I can't teach this to other people. It's unique for everybody. It's not for 300 people. In <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, I've had so many people say um, they, they can only get results if I'm holding their hand, which is not true. That is our rescuer mindset da, 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 da. I am here to save the day you know and you know that's your ego right we all have our ego that steps in and says they will not want that they will not pay for that it will not work which is simply not true there's no business and I've worked with tens of thousands of women there's no business where the business model can't be changed but it can't be changed with the existing mindset that the person has this is why the book is actually an entire book on mindset, because you can go find, you can go read books on business models. You can go look things up 
on the web, you can look, you know, up the ladder at your competitors uh, or colleagues and say, oh, look, they have a different business model, but you will never implement it until you clear the false beliefs, you clear the fears, and you create a new identity for yourself, a new self-image. The, the reason I say that is because identity drives behavior. Thoughts, willpower, that does not drive behavior. We know this. <laughs> so many of us have tried to get fit with willpower, and then we either give up in three months, three weeks, three days, three hours, three minutes. So it has to, it's, it has to happen on a subconscious level, which is why a community is important, which is why somebody on the outside uh, taking you through the creation of a new identity. Like I am the one who has a business with 300 clients. You need to get your aligned with that, get your brain around that first before you'll ever agree to change your business model. That makes sense. And absolutely does. And when you bring up community, are you also working with people in community? Like are the, are your clients connecting with each other as well? Because uh, nice. Cause I have found that when somebody's intention, like people will go to networking events and go, Oh yeah, my intention is to build my business. But some of the people in there aren't really planning on building their business. In fact, they're trying to, you know, escape it, get out of it <laughs> as fast as they can. They're, they're just not in the same, um, using the same language, having the same direction, focusing on the same things. And when you can get people together in a community like that, especially when everybody's going towards a million, then they start celebrating each other and they start cheering each other on and moving each other forward in those directions, as opposed to just people getting together in business because they're not necessarily going to cheer you on because they're jealous, because they don't understand, because all sorts of fun things. So talk to me about the, a little bit more about the dynamics of community in your particular community and how things work. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to. In fact, I want to start by talking about popcorn. Okay. When you're by yourself at your desk, whether your desk is your dining room table, the extra bedroom, or you have an office, you, 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 there's not always a lot of evidence that you're going to get to a million because self-doubt is ever-present, okay? First of all, we've been bred to doubt ourselves as women, but that's another hour-long thing that we can <laughs> talk about another time, okay? So you're at your desk, and sometimes you talk yourself out of the big ideas, usually within two days. Conversely, when you are in an intentional community of other women who are like, invested skin in the game every single one of you wants to get to 250 500 a million first of all that intentional community is all these um i'm just gonna say high vibration people in the sense that they're not like competing when you're in a community where the rising tide lifts all boats we start sharing with extreme generosity. I want to see you succeed as much as I want to succeed. I know that can sound very whatever to some people, but this is how women succeed in business. Not like the bro masterminds. I've been in all the male masterminds, not all, but a lot of them. And it's, uh, it's not as much this collaborative thing. 
So the popcorn effect is instead of being at your desk, even though now most of us work, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're on Zoom right now, right? So <laughs> most of us work like that. When you are in a community of a, a, a couple hundred, if I can say, kick-ass women, and all of a sudden, pop! Holy cow! She just got to a million. You're like, wow. And then maybe like a month later, another one. Or she gets to 500,000 a year, or she had her first $100,000 month. It's, it's like the evidence is all around you. It's not made up, it's not smoke and mirrors. You know, because you just helped her with her launch or, or she just helped you with the script or you were on this, you know, call and this pod and all of this and pop, 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 pop. And nobody, not everybody pops at the same time. But I even have chills just telling you that the popping starts to make you believe that it could happen for you too. And belief and expectation is what has you believe in yourself so much more than if you were by yourself at your desk, just being looking at your Slack or Asana or email and being like, oh my God, oh my God, this is so much work. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to say is the popcorn effect is real. The second is a story from uh, about four years ago when I had a really hard, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a marketer, I teach people how to market, but you know, when it's your own stuff, <laughs> it's never, not always as easy. And I hired this um, documentary filmmaking team from California to fly to Connecticut and to film my clients when we were doing things in person, film us for an entire week, five full day meetings. And weeks later, they were just gonna do a short documentary, like nine, 10 minutes, and they sent me the documentary. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I didn't say it that way, but they said it was all about community. And I was like, people don't buy community. They said, you have a special sauce, a secret fairy dust thing that the community you build raises everybody. They believe in themselves. They are there for themselves. And although I asked them to put, you know, some numbers in there, people saying, yeah, like I increased my, my business 481% since I joined Boltheart, like that, I needed them to add more of that. Um, I now believe that we can't, especially as women, we can't really do it without being seen and helped by other women. I know that the masculine has been rewarded for 5,000 years, and there is a different way of doing business in a, a, in a masculine way, but we have never given ourselves permission to get our needs met, and we do things differently. Do you know about oxytocin, the bonding hormone? Oxytocin no. actually works for us to grow our business, and if you take a woman who is in isolation, she has self-doubt. If you take a woman who is an intentional community of other amazing women where the culture is collaboration, love, dare I say it, and ambition, but healthy ambition, she is the one who will pop, 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 pop in the way that this one never will. So when you talk to me about community, 
-hmm. it's it's now in fact i you can watch the documentary if you want you can go to uh, boldheart.com forward slash programs programs and the nine minute documentary is probably like on the middle of the page and when women watch this many of them actually tear up a little bit because they've never given themselves permission to invest in a community of other women who will believe in them fiercely, maybe even more so than they believe in themselves. And they do that for the other women. And then they become friends for life and they all reach new levels together. Nice. I love that. And I think for everybody, it's true that it's so much easier to see somebody else's potential than it is to see our own. So when we get in those environments, we see other people and other people are seeing ours. And it's like, well, I'm not that person. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, look in the mirror, girl. I don't know who you're hiding from because it's not us. (laughs) And when you have enough of those people, not just like one who's just blowing, you know, when, yeah. (laughs) When you have like dozens of people who know you and can reflect back to you, no, no, no. This is your brilliance. Nice. I know that didn't go well, but let's dust ourselves up and, and try again. Or I know you can do it. I'll call you. I'll text you five minutes before the interview. I know you're going to get this. I know you're going to get this. Or I believe you can have your, you know, sell a hundred thousand at this event. You have enough people feeding that back to you. Something happens that's unimaginable on the inside as you begin to believe that for yourself as well. Right. I love that. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having while they're listening to this going, oh my God, Fabian, I need you so bad. I think it's that it's not happening fast enough. I doubt myself. I start things, but I don't finish them. Uh, it's those stumbling blocks are, um, I, uh, I, I can't seem to keep the team. I really want to get out of the day-to-day, but I am so involved. Uh, everything depends on me. I, I, you know, after I, I, uh, I put the kids to bed, I go right back to my computer. I work, I don't want to tell anybody, but I work on weekends. All those things are symptoms that it's time to leverage your business. Nice. I love it. So I know that people are going to want more from you. How do they start that journey with you? Uh, One of the best ways to do it is actually to read the book. Uh, What I'll I'll, I'll share, then you can get it on boldheart.com. You can get it on Amazon. It's called The Leveraged Business. Um, How you can go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures with your life back. You can get it on Amazon, but if you get it on the website, there's a video series, there's a cheat sheet, there's an assessment all for free. Um, So that's available. And also, I honestly just wanna say, um, go look at that documentary on the programs page of the website. Go go to the um, member success stories page simply because I want you to, if when you see that it's possible for somebody else, maybe you'll believe that for yourself as well. And I don't know, you can find me on all the social channels on Fabian Fredrickson and LinkedIn and, you know, Facebook and all that jazz. Love it. Love it. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become a entrepreneur? I think it was when I think it probably was when uh, I, I didn't want anybody else breathing down my neck uh, about where I wanted to be and what I needed to do. And, and, and also, honestly, I remember being in corporate and getting my paycheck. And, I'm, and this is in Manhattan at this advertising agency. And I had just made 
21,000 working until like 1130 at night. And this guy walks by and I had a tear rolling down my face. He goes, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, 21,000 a year. And I knew that I couldn't work. I was unemployable and I needed to do my own thing. Nice. I love that. That is awesome. Fabian, you have been absolutely fabulous. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Uh, what got you here won't get you there. You need to work less. You just need to know how to do it. That's all. Work less to do better. Thanks. I love it. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you're looking to scale and automate your business, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating. I like five stars personally and share with your friends.